0: Welcome back to The Drop, the contest edition. My name is Stace Galbraith, and once again, I'll be joined by Jake the Snake Patterson. I'm checking in live from the sunny, the windy, the rainy North Narrabeen. So I've been four seasons in one day down here at the moment. And uh, firstly, I must apologize. Never call a lay day. I've absolutely jinxed it. Round one of competition is on. It's big, it's stormy. Snake and I are gonna break down the rest of the field, the men's and the women's draw. We're also gonna give you guys a debrief on the Snapper event. It's an amazing way to start the Challenger Series event. It was Samuel Pupo taking victory over Emi Kalani bolt. two of the best young surfers in the globe at the moment. They've just made an awesome effort to uh, get themselves back on tour for the 2024 season. And then over on the women's side of things, it was India Robinson getting victory over Sawyer Limblad, the 17-year-old from California. In the episode, we're going to give you our come-ups and letdowns from Snapper, and then we're going to give you our predictions for the Narrabeen contest. Let's get into the show. Challenger Series Mayhem Snake, these things are designed to look like CTs for half the price, and I think they <laughs> also off to a pretty good start. Oh
1: my God, they, they scored, really, for... for... The forecast, I reckon they got pretty lucky for how, how good it actually was. Great to watch, mind you. Like It was a little bit slow at times, but I tell you what, there were some great performances along the road.
0: Yeah, 100%. And and the thing is, like all the surfers are coming in and every single posted interview, someone said the word slow, or it was slow out there, or it's a bit slow, or wow, it's slow, or wow, stressful. But... I loved it because this is like we spoke about it the other week about how does our development league stack up to preparing you for the world tour and I reckon that event was perfect for it that was the full snake methodology comp ride three waves convert on two sometimes maybe only even ride two waves and and that that was like a perfect pressure test for a lot of the lot of the younger surfers in the draw and I think man there was a lot a lot of good performances yeah, well, that's what uh,
1: that's what I reckon. You saw like the, the 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 smart guys. We talked about it. I said the smart guys are going to survive, and you know the guys that can man up and only can ride two waves is are the guys going to are going to qualify and and you saw Crosby do it a couple of times. He 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 was the standout for me because he had to deliver on waves. So much pressure involved, like waited and waited and waited, and then had to deliver, and then when he when he did and he like took huge risks at the end of his waves and, and, you know, stepped up, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, I don't know, I might be biased, but like you said, it was so good to watch and like how it looked on TV and everything. It was just like a four-day broadcast of a tourism ad for the Gold Coast. It just looked that scenic.
1: Yeah, how nice was it.
0: <laughs> Rio Wado surfing in the steamer
1: in one heat. I don't know about that, but I tell you what, he, he rode he wore boardies for the rest of the event
0: after his opening steamer heat. I think he overcooked himself, but uh He's a he's a he's a funny operator, Rio. I mean we saw him through COVID warming up in the in the steamer um in Bali, and I guess, yeah, whatever works. But talk to us about a warm up for that event versus the wave pool. Like we saw Steph um, you know Jiacianko was there for a few different reasons but definitely one of them for a warm up Rio the same um, what what kind of similarities have you taken from that event snake into the pool yeah well it's a
1: long ride for one uh, when Snapper's pumping you get what I mean the wave pool is a full leg burner itself and you, there was definitely a couple of rides at Snapper at that event that really you know you saw guys like stressing out like how long the wave was and almost the run around as well so a full like training run for sure um you know just that kind of that thing it's like a a, some of the sections of snapper were pretty much identical to to the rider at, at the wave pool you know it's so hard to to mimic the wave pool itself but if you had to like a little three four foot snapper ride when the bank's so perfect like it is um you know sections of it was just perfect for for that trial great to t- test your boards you know on those one or two sections
0: yeah definitely we saw steph on some new equipment there There was a dark arts uh dhd dark arts did you get to see any of it
1: yeah i i i liked some of it i didn't like a lot of it though i thought she'd rip just on a normal board to be honest uh i think um yeah, I don't know. I was kind of like going some things look really good and then other things look really bad. So, it was like a 50-50 for me. And and you know, the the Queen at, Queen at her home, home break, you know, she can ride a, the front door and still beat speed chick, beat chicks, but um you know, I I was expecting her to, to waltz to the final like easily and she got beat in the semis. So, you know, I don't know whether she was be happy with that or not. You know, she didn't even really come out of second gear. I didn't see she did that one heat that she had with um, Sierra uh, was, well, you know, and that was like three-minute heat. You get what I mean? Mm. Like, it was just kind of like fell into it. So she played a smart way to get out of that situation she was in. But it was, you know, still I would have I, – I expected more.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. And Tommy Witz is the same. Even after that three-minute turnaround heat, he was just shaking his head going, we we should have never, ever been in that situation. So it's a, it's a funny one, I guess. Steph can pull a rabbit out of a hat like that whenever she wants. And sometimes I almost think she puts herself in those situations on purpose just to have a bit of fun. She's almost sandbagging her competitors just to see how far behind she can get um, just to cause an upset, which is what she did there. But I'm with you. Like, the board, I don't think she needs to score any more points on the right in the wave pool. It's definitely the left that she needs to make up ground on, and she knows that. Um, Speaking of that, I know we're due to talk about snapper, but I can't get off the pool... Idolo Ferreira Snake has been in Indonesia since Margaret River and specifically the racetrack section. Uh, he spent a little bit of time in the eyes, and since then he's been uh, surfing fast running lefts. So I think there's another surfer who's also identified a bit of a weakness and is uh, looking to improve coming into the next CT event.
1: <laughs> I don't know, mate. He's a goofy footer and why wouldn't you? He's just gone on a holiday, I reckon. I mean, you know... <laughs> It's just like why would you know? It's come from Australia. It's the closest place to get to like a nice little tropical holiday. He's just going, why wouldn't I go to Bar Indo, spend a month there to get like surf fit? If you get know what I mean, surf like yeah. a lot of time. That's what you need to be for the pool. You need your legs need to be super strong, ride long waves, mm. and be ready for you know to to perform under under stress. So um, yeah, I, I, it's it's probably a good call. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's got to be a 50-50, bit of holiday, a few leg burners. Tick a few boxes at once. Why not? Yeah. Enough of the pool. We'll get to that in a, in a minute. Why don't we get into some come-ups from the Snapper Rocks a bit. Yeah, uh,
1: a couple of guys that really impressed me was Tim Bissi, I reckon. He's he's like uh, looking the fittest I think I've ever seen him be. Every single turn I saw him do, he looked like um, Gab Medina or something. He was sharp and fiery. And, um, you know, he had a really bad heat, the one he lost against, um, Jorgen,
0: but, um, yeah, I, I'm expecting a lot from him this year. He was my, like... How gnarly did he look? That's a great call. I I, I wasn't expecting to say that, but reflecting on his heats, he looked so strong, yeah. um, and, and absolutely ready, ready to rumble. And like, one thing's quite hard to have variety on your backhand when the waves are that they were quite soft, like it was perfect, but it was pretty soft. But his backhand carving and how hard he's driving through all these turns was like, yeah, big standout for sure.
1: Yeah, well, just no, no um, shit turns in between. Like he was like he, he looked like he was a CT surfer to me. So he was my like um, standout performance that didn't do ex like excellent. If you get what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to have a little um a comment on Jaddy. I mean, geez, he made me almost he made me cry when he cried in that interview against um uh Mikey McDonald. Holy shit, he is such a legend. He just I I'm not, I'm not sure if it was you that interviewed him, but he he just goes, I just love this sport so much. I love competing so much, and I just you know I haven't cried for ten years after winning a heat, but that one just meant so much to me. Um, to, you know, he's he's still injured. If you get he's he knows he didn't get the wild card for next year, and and he just goes, it meant so much to him that I just went, oh wow,
0: what a what a legend. You get know what I mean? Oh, I'm with you, man. Like oh, I yeah did that interview, and I was just like lying him as he's saying all that. I'm going, oh my god, this guy is so unbelievable, and just the grit and determination is absolutely. There is no one even close. Yeah, he should have never won that heat, by the way. <laughs> it's just
1: so heavy. <laughs> they both tried to lose that
0: heat as, both as hard
1: as they could. So it's just that, you know, he fell over the line at the end there. But, um,
0: but how many times has he done that in his career? He has done that so many times. It is unbelievable.
1: I love it. He's just one of those guys that never give up. And that was one of my mottos in my career. Work as hard as you possibly can. You know, work on the one and never give up.
0: Oh man, he. Um, I reckon if you could you could take a a pinch out of out of him and, and put this into some some other guys. You know, obviously his talent is not on paper compared to these other surfers that we watch and look up to so much. But man, his grit and determination is absolutely uh, unrivaled in in this era. I think it's uh, it's it's very very impressive.
1: I mean, apart from that, yeah, I just don't know if there was any other surprises. If you get what I mean, I mean. I mean, I was expecting Jet to do well, you know, but Sammy's is probably better than I thought he'd do. He was just looking. Maybe the loss of his sponsor really made him focus a bit more, and, and surf pretty smart heats. And but like delivered when he had to deliver. Um, Crosby, I think he was my pick to win the event. I know your pick was Sammy, you wanker. <laughs> 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 you got it.
0: And it's not easy oh, out of 80 guys yeah, and you wow. got it.
1: That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm definitely pretty pumped. He, he he never really looked like losing from, from round one, really. As soon as he stood up on his first couple of waves, I went, mean, oh, this guy is fired up. And I think yeah. I think that another person that was, again, sort of on the on the team Biso level of like kind of well I definitely had forgotten about him a little bit was E. Kalani? like I picked him to qualify when we did our top 10 picks and whatever but I didn't still didn't know how strong he'd come on particularly in the small gutless snapper that what we had like he's a big kid man he's huge he needs a wave to get him going but he jumped on Channel Islands about six months ago, and he had a epoxy under his feet that just looked glued to him and I was super impressed with how he looks he He was just having a, a good time
1: you 've got to love his style mate he 's like an Ethan Ewing mm. kind of guy like he does it. he prides himself on no extra pumps and no unnecessary movements and uh, I love the way he surfs so yeah it 's a good call so, so I, um and yeah he he deserves to be on tour for sure like he was one of those unlucky guys that fell off um, Year before last, and didn't quite make it again last year. But um, yeah, yeah, it's a good call to make him uh, qualify again. Obviously, with that second place, you know, you know, Sammy, I'm calling's already qualified. You go, I mean, you win one of these things four best results. You know, it's it's a it's a shoe in now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got five more events left to basically get whatever not get dead last in every single heat and he's probably still qualify so yeah i'm with you he's looking looking really strong and so is emi and that's actually going to be something that i'm interested to see this week in narrabeen Um, who can wrap it up this week because surfers pretty much anyone that got a third or better at snapper jet crosby and the two finalists they could wrap it up here at Narrabeen with another strong result. So uh, Leonardo Fioravanti did it last year, I believe. Uh, he, he come out really strong with like a third and a fifth or something like that. And if you get results like that in the first two comps, in the men's side of things, you're you're cheering.
1: Yeah, you are, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's, you really need to make um, the quarters and on, don't you? The, the, the round before quarters is, is not
0: bad. Well, it's going to have to be probably your worst result, you would think. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'd have to be your worst. And, and, and in the women, it would, it's, it's got to be a third or better. Uh, fifths and, and ninths, just don't cut it. It's so gnarly, the women's. It's just like, you know what I mean? You, you, I was listening to the
1: commentary from the snapper event, and like, um, like, Teresa didn't qualify. She was the first girl out, and her results... She won an event, she got two thirds or
0: something and still didn't qualify. It was like, what? It was like... There was two surfers that had those results. Uh, her and Alyssa Spencer had very similar results, but their top two results were a first and a third. Yeah, so that... And ugh. then they had a mixing degree of fifths and whatnot, which is, that is just now. Yeah,
1: there's top five though, so I guess it is. And you know what? All, all those girls that lost kind of early were hoping probably Steph took the took all the points you know you get what I mean so Mm. if Steph had walked away with 10,000 points would have helped everyone's causes but you know India Robinson now like she's a shoe, in you would think because she's so strong that uh, I I think she'll make it easily as well
0: yeah so like flipping over to the women's I think like we have to give a tip of the cap to um, India and Sawyer Limblad. Sawyer's only 17 years old and she went out of body that event and was absolutely ripping. And to your point, their next best rivals that they're actually competing against got uh, fifths. I mean, Steph took a third. Yeah. And and that's, you know. Well, Sal-
1: Sally needs the points. Sally
0: does need <laughs> the points. You're right. Uh, but for Steph to take a third and then their next, next batch of service all getting fifths, like that's huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a good that's a really good start for those two girls isn't it? And like Sal, I I reckon she'll be a shoe in. She's she's too smart, too strong not to re-qualify. She'll be in the semis and and finals of most of these
0: um qualifiers I, I I'm I'm thinking 100%. Just just big game pressure. I, I I loosely had my doubts. Um I I was thinking maybe their her match fitness in four man heats might not be there, but she absolutely Smashed it out of the park, got a third without even, she had one heat where she probably had to grit her teeth and come from behind. But other than that, she, she looked really strong and, you know, on that, the, the women. But, but ripping, but ripping as well though. She surfed as
1: like, as, as good as I've seen her surf almost any, ever. She was throwing some huge
0: turns. I reckon she surfed the best I've seen her surf in two yeah. years. So there you go. Like, the one heat where she got the 7.5 and she fell at the end. Yeah. And she, she smashed that wave. So, yeah, she's looking good. But to the women's side, the draw's so compact, she actually only needs to make one To get to man on man's,
1: yeah. Or the women on women, yeah.
0: women's side of the draw. Um, to get to man on man's, which is crazy. So, um, that's gonna that's really going to play into her favour. Um, but I, on the come-ups, it, sort of back to your point about they didn't get huge results, um, but I thought they looked right at home. And that's the young Aussie girls, Ellie Harrison and Nixie Ryan. I thought they looked so comfortable. Like, they should have not looked that comfortable for their first ever challenger at an event like that. Like, it looks like a CT. The scaffolding, the setups, the crowd on the beach, you know, roaring beach commentary, which I always find to be, like, the most distracting thing as a surfer. Like, that, you know, everything. The pressure, the, you know, webcast, the whole lot. And they just looked so comfortable. Yeah, I
1: mean, it, it was a beautiful cameras for the world the girls I mean you know how soft it was but they're kind of like a lighter frame and they can make it look really really nice you know if it was four to six foot snapper like they kind of get overawed a bit with the power and the speed of the snapper but at that size and and um, when it's kind of like reverse rip they actually make it look easy to surf and it's actually not so um, I I'm looking forward to seeing what Sierra Kerr does. I mean, she's down. She just she just won the junior event at Narrabeen, and if she gets a wild card or something into into Snapper, you know, she could go...
0: She could qualify if the WSL give her wild cards through the whole thing, you know? She could totally have one of those years where I'm not trying to qualify, and you qualify.
1: And with her dad in, you know...
0: She has yeah. been on fire. I just, I just... And and having and having a good time, playing a lot of your favourite game too, yeah. snake, a lot But what about what
1: about that heat we talked about? Nick Fanning and um and Kersey was one of the best heats we ever saw at Snapper, and then Steph did it to Sierra, pretty much yeah. exactly that situation, <laughs> exactly know. what I thought about. Yeah, <laughs> Kersey was just probably shaking his head, just going, "Oh my god, I know how she
0: feels." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're so dead right. I I didn't even think of that in the moment. I I, I thought of that heat as that was going down, but I didn't even put Sierra as Josh's daughter and that just getting like so done again. Poor Kersey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I did get some intel that as Steph was riding that wave, Kersey may or may not have been letting go of some um, colourful language, but then when the (laughs) camera flipped over to him, he was golf clapping it. (laughs) Don't worry, Kersey. I definitely would have been too. I think Steph has done that a lot to uh, a lot of surfers over their careers. So, holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into some letdowns. Right. For me, I think, like, it was a lot of the CT guys there that I thought would just, like, roll into a big result, and they, they kind of didn't. Um, Kolohe, Zeke, Jacko Baker. Um, I, I just expected them to be in the semis. Um, I, I really do think that the level... Um, which it is the level coming off the two onto the challenger. It it is those guys are on another level, but it didn't translate into a result this week. So I'm I'm interested to see if they can flip it around here at Narrabeam.
1: Yeah, I mean Zeke, I reckon, was pretty unlucky. I watched that heat with intent because I've got invested interest to kind of just still do a little bit of coaching with him from the side. But he probably did the biggest turn in that heat, that all all event, and. You now he only just got a little bit bigger score than the other two guys, like he got an eight two three or something. The other guys had eights. It was a crazy heat, mind you. Jorgen got through with two sevens and then I thought Zeke got like got the score that he needed, did these two huge big turns and then fell at the end. I think the judges just kinda of went, Oh no, not at this level, son. You can't fall. Um you know, so there's a, there's a bunch of guys, like there's, you know, Connor Coffin, you would think he would have that Kaio didn't do very well, um, you know, Callum Robson didn't
0: get out of his heat. Yeah, I think um, from the start of the day, like the first four heats had CT surfers in them, and they went 0-4 in the first, first four heats of the men's. Like, it was, it was just the, the challenges, as you call them, just came out swinging.
1: Yeah, I mean, Klohe was a a big disappointment. Like, I thought he was going to waltz and smoke these kids um, Mm. and just didn't look like he was ready. Like, I think his board was too boxy and he couldn't carve and he was trying to fine ramps and you just don't get that opportunity if you get what I mean. He, you've got to knuckle down and make every post a winner and he just thought he'd just catch up on little waves and you just can't. He,
0: he just kind of looked like he was pretty keen to ride some waves which I can't blame him. It was It was pretty dreamy and I could imagine the adrenaline was pumping and you want to ride some waves and give yourself some opportunities but
1: I, you can't do that with four man
0: pro no, you just can't he, do it he was on a wave like pretty early on in the heat and there was just a, a set wave behind him with i can't remember who was on it but they were just dwarfing his maneuvers and turns just on sheer wave height and you just can't do that like there's they've condensed the draws down everyone coming out of the region's rips there is just you know there was like a round of It
1: was that Leo kid. It was Leo that Leo Casale. G- you're
0: right. Yeah, that's right. Everyone was just going, who is this kid? And yeah. he was ripping. He was ripping. And he just made all those guys look stupid. Totally. It was um yeah, it was one of those a great example of like you can't take anyone lightly. And man, there was like there was a round of 32 heats in this comp that were so stacked, it was crazy. So in, in that sense, yeah, you still, still got to be... The
1: heat, in, the heat you're talking about, probably, I reckon, is the Rio, David Silva, Carly Vass, and Jackson Baker.
0: Did you remember that heat? I actually was, don't remember that heat. Incredible. I must have had it off. I must have been... Yeah, I don't remember that one.
1: Oh, it was like Rio went ham. He had like um, two eights, I think. But then the Goofy footers were just...
0: There was a bunch of goofy
1: footers that were just going ham. Oh,
0: I know. I did see this heat. I did see this heat. It was actually uh Rio, Cowley, David Silver, and Jackson Bunch. Yeah. And Jackson Bunch. Yeah, oh yeah, I do remember this heat. Yeah, that was absolutely psycho. Got
1: through on his last wave. Yeah, got the
0: score on his last wave. And Rio'd run away with it. Yeah, I do remember that one. That was, that was one, one natural footer versus three hammer goofy footers and it was it was crazy
1: uh, yeah, it was just like you know carly bass went ham
0: and i thought he actually
1: should have made it ahead of jackson but you know
0: no you're right that, those two boys that was a close that was a close close heat that was um that was a that was one of the many ones that finished right on the buzzer and could could have definitely gone either way uh, i just thought
1: carly looked like a man like doing proper big turns and jackson is no ripping the shit out of it but just looked like a little kid to me like a little bit wiry and timing was okay great but you know Carly was just like going boom like I, th- I thought he did three huge turns should have got an eight and he got like a six yeah something like a I don't know it's like going, wow I know what you mean I'm, I'm out of the loop here yeah and
0: I, I get it like contrasting styles Jackson's pretty tech pretty tight whereas Carly's a bit stronger out on the open face it's definitely two different styles of backhand surfing. A lot to digest there from the, from the judges for sure. And I remember thinking, yeah, that heat, if you're Cowley and you watch that heat back, you'd probably scratching your head going, oh, I'm pretty confident I made that. So hopefully you can not take it to, to heart too much and, and come down here and, and, and fire up. But one of the other letdowns that I can't go past, and it's, it's a backhanded compliment because I thought she was absolutely ripping the bag was zoe benedetto i don't know if you saw this heat snake but it was round one heat might have even been in like the women's opening round the very very first round round of 64 where they've just got eight heats before the main round and her very first wave was a 733 which is a pretty hard score to get out at the, at this event like the scale the C, it was like a full ct judging scale so she smashed this one wave four five comboed up turns great style natural up, looks great for some unknown reason a set wave comes through the lineup sarah wakita um young japanese girl sponsored by vulcan if you remember her she's on the inside and streaking down the line also rips hadn't done a turn yet comes off the bottom and zoe with second priority just straight up fades her it was the biggest brain fade of all time <laughs> and i'm just going oh my god no <laughs> it was heavy
1: you gotta ask for what they're thinking at situations like that because you know she might have thought she had priority but like honestly how do you not know it it was
0: such a brain this is what they do for a living i was just thinking like i was just thinking oh my god how much is an airfare from florida to the gold coast because that's what would just be going through my head right now (laughs) what have i just done um it was such a shame too because she was a real surprise to me i'd never seen her surf before and i was like I've, I've seen her through the like isa games and that and seen her at junior events in in america and stuff but never in an event this big and i was like really curious to see how she'd go first wave bang looked at home i was like okay she could she could be on here and then did that i was like oh my god that's a blowout and yeah One mistake that you'll never make again, I would hope.
1: It happens. Happens to the best of them. Brain fade every now and again.
0: (laughs) Let's go and get into some uh, blind mice and see if there's any brain fades from the judges this week. Right, Snake, I've got a question for you. It is Jet Shilling had about 45 buzzer beaters. Did they get any of them wrong? Oh, I don't. No, like I, I, you know, a buzzer beater.
1: You know, the end of a heat. I always, I swear, the judges that there's a point five extra if it's exciting. You get what I mean? There's if you're close, you and and they're impressed. I swear, if that if the same wave was ridden at the start of the heat, I swear it's always point five less. So you get what I mean? There's there's that excitement factor of um of doing it, and you know, the buzzer beater thing. I, I was saying that you, you got to step up because you're only going to ride a certain amount of heats, so if you if it's your if it's your second wave or if you've blown one wave or priority or something you you've got to deliver on, on your last wave so you know it, it is what it is I mean I won J Bay one year like when it was best three waves and I my last wave for four hits in a row was in the last minute.
0: <laughs> really? Holy what a roll
1: and it was just like one of those things that's best three and no slow j your 30 minute heat, you have ten minutes a wave and J-Bay can go flat for 30 minutes easy. So it's a, it's a calculated chess game that you need to do. And that's what we were talking about Snapper was going to be like. You actually have to, you know, the smart guys are going to survive. You've got to sit there and deliver on the waves you get. So, yeah,
0: yep. oh, for sure. I, I, I'd, I'd agree I, with you. I
1: reckon, I reckon it was all good. Yeah,
0: I, I think it was all good too. And, and on your call of the judges giving half a point more for something that I would have at the start of the heat, I, I do agree with you on that. But but I wouldn't say they give it out of context and and, and what I mean by that is sometimes the judges recorrect it and at the end of heats by doing that. And I'm okay with that. Like if they get the chance to go back and watch all four waves across, say two competitors if they're comparing third to second, that's all good with me. As long as the right service getting through, that's fine. And I think Jet did. I don't think there was a heat that Jet got pushed through at all. I thought he stood up and executed every time and it was pretty impressive. Like he had multiple buzzer beaters, and even the heat that he lost, he still turned the heat. It was just that Emi turned it on the wave in front of him. You know if that makes sense. And the judges, the way they read out the scores, was like, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the last, the last yeah. exchange, it came down. the And last he did his job.
0: Way. Like he rode the wave to the best of his ability, got the better score in the exchange. But Emi just had a too strong of a start. He couldn't couldn't reel him in. But man, that's like. Pretty, pretty ice manny, like pretty impressive. No, he
1: waited for the last minute and he got the score that he needed. But Emo, the wave behind, better to score, which which knocked him out. Well, way better to score, so had a huge score behind him. But you know, if yeah, if if Jed had have waited (laughs) a little bit longer and not and Emo hadn't have caught his wave and he had have got that, it would have could have been a different situation. But. Could've, should've, would've, you know, one of those situations.
0: <laughs> uh, 100%. Yes, I do. Plenty of them. I, plenty of could've, should've, would from the stairs um, this week. And before we jump into Narrabeen, um, I did get to catch up with our finalists, Sammy Pupo and Emi kalani Devault. so let's go and hear from them. You've done too much media today. Too much media. I'm shutting down. Is that the annoying part about being so gnarly? <laughs> no. <laughs> well no. Hold Media, see how many good, it, media is a good thing, right? It means you see you're how making many heat. interviews Steph Gilmore has to do when she wins her heat. It's actually mind bottling. Gnarly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Can't complain if you're if you're winning your heats. You're stoked. So love it. Give us the raw end of the stick. You've never won a major event before. How how much does it hurt to come so close? Yeah, I mean, it just. More so,
2: like, I just wanted the opportunity to surf and, like, actually make it a a good heat. So that stings more than losing. Like, I just... To come... To make the final, I'm super happy. But, yeah, obviously,
0: it would have been cool to to win. But I just wanted to surf, and I just didn't really get a chance. What about any doubt after you fell off the tour? Some of the guys managed to get straight back on. You've taken a little bit longer, but you're off to a great start here. Yeah. uh, Super
2: close. Last year, like... um, I, my quarters is my best result so um, to start the year with a final is, is money in the bank like counting only four contests so yeah hopefully you go to Arabian and
0: just close it out before you even leave australia if you can get two finals it's pretty solid so that would, that's the goal now two and done that'd be sick well done emo yeah. here was sammy pupo winner of the gold coast pro sammy tell me about the week you've had couple tears no doubt
2: Oh, for sure. It was uh, such a long week, and so many good guys competing, and feel like we were pushing each other so much every heat. I would just watch Jorgen having a sick heat, and I was just like, oh, I need to push myself a little bit more, and then Rio surfing really well, Crosby, everyone. and uh, It was just so sick to see everyone, and I just wanted to be the best one out of everyone, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just such a sick week. week and. Sometimes the best surfer doesn't win the contest, and I wanted to win this one because I felt, felt like I was the best surfer out there and uh, just with the best board probably as well, and I was feeling so confident and I'm really happy to get this one.
0: Talk to me about, about falling off the tour. You know, in, in, in my mind, and I'm sure in your mind as well, you are probably looking at a Final Five this year. You've adjusted so well just winning this event, what's that week been like in between Margaret River and here?
2: Yeah, it's it's so crazy. In the beginning of the season, I was just aiming for the final five and because I had such a good rookie year and I felt like I could do even better on the stops that I did well and just keep improving and get, get a spot in, in trestles. And just the tour is just so hard, man. There's so many good surfers. I feel like this year I had even harder heats than I had la- the year before. And uh, I came up short, you know, it was one heat and I, I, I was feeling really confident if I made the cut I, I was going after the final five uh, no matter what and it didn't happen for me so I just had to reset and win the first contest in the Challenger. It's just so crazy. It's been so long since Sarah, and uh, just so much things that I've learned and hopefully I can keep going for the full the, the year. A few backhand turns at Narrabane coming up. <laughs> for sure. I have been, I've been. it's so funny because I've been practicing uh, at, at Diva every day, and it, I've been going left like the whole week and competing on the rides, and I feel like I'm ready for now, I've been ready, and can't wait to get there.
0: You're going to do a Rio wider
2: <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, Rio was so crazy last year, and hopefully I can go back to back and just have a lot of time to, you know, uh, get ready for it. Uh, the beginning of the season. Well, I
0: picked you to win here, and I'm going to pick you to win Narrabeen. Best of luck, Sammy. <laughs> Thank, you, <Stace. laughs> Thank you. Well done, brother. For Good to get those lads uh, a bit more candid off the glass, although they've been doing interviews all week, and I don't think it is actually possible to crack surfers when they're in media mode. Well, I certainly struggled. Um, might have to get him on the podcast, Snake, for a bit more of a long format chat and a bit more of a shit talk. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got to get him at the pub after a few pints, mate. That's how you get him. <laughs> get them to say something they shouldn't Uh-oh. be. <laughs> yeah,
0: got to get these young kids in trouble. Oh, I mentioned has to be thrown
1: out to the two percent crew. I mean, how, oh, how's for sure. the force that these guys are coming with these days? I mean, they're all on the beach. Like clohe lost early. He's got his family at the at the event and everything, and he was down there for every one of the heats. So that was pretty impressive. I mean, not to mention, it wasn't just him. It was like. The whole bunch, like it, the the force that these guys are coming with, you know, and, and the Brazilians are uh, trying to mimic it a little bit in a smaller kind of volume, I guess. You know, João um, was there for, for a lot of the heats, you know. He'd already lost and he was there the next day cheering on Jaddy and, and Sammy and, and so it's... For sure. I think with
0: with João, it was an honest 50-50 between giving his mate someone to hang with and surf with, which is Sammy Pupo, and also warming up for the wave pool. But if anything, it might have even been 60-40 in Sammy's favour. Like, he was genuinely just there to surf the Gold Coast. And, like, he was even thinking about pulling out because the forecast was looking a bit sus. You know, like, that's where he, his head was at. Um,
1: no, so, but you get what I mean, he'd already lost, but he was still rocking up the last oh, day to support. Like for sure. He could have easily yeah. jumped on a plane or whatever. Like, mm. he was actually there supporting lots yeah, I'm not I'm not about the whole event. Like he was there to warm up and, you know, have fun or whatever. He wasn't really there to to he didn't really care. He's number one in the world, mate. That's the last thing he, he's interested in. But like he looked like he was having a lot of fun and enjoying himself. But like the support is what we're talking about of of these guys now. They're 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 getting these support crews so you don't have to have almost a coach or whatever on, on tour. They're all just like uh, helping each other
0: out, you know. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, and it, it makes such a big difference and it's obviously the heats and that is important, but it's, as you know, like it's the, it's the in-between times. It's like grabbing a dinner, going to kick the soccer ball around, going to have a round of golf, like, and having someone like that there, who's competitive with you, but not competitive that it like throws you off, if that makes sense. Uh, is so, so valuable. Yeah, back in
1: my day, Dave McCauley and stuff, You loves tennis and, and backgammon and stuff, but like it's always competitive. So you've got to be really caref- careful not to burn yourself out with competing against your mates all the time. So you burn out by the time you come about wanting to beat someone in the water, if you get what I mean. Like it takes a lot of energy with the, all the competitiveness with cards, backgammon, tennis, you know, golf. You know, when you're competing, you know, we're all naturally competitive when you're a professional athlete, but you can really burn out like if you're, if you're that competitive, if everything you do. So it's something that you've got to keep an eye
0: on. 100%. And I think it's something that probably a lot of people might even overlook within themselves if they're overly competitive, which is... Something that heaps of young blokes are. Like, we are all competitive. We all want to shit talk. We all want to have the best joke and win the most money playing cards or whatever it is. But you're so spot on there. Like, you've got to save that shit for your heats. And, and it's super valuable if you can find a travel partner that does know how to balance, you know, both. Which is fuck as rare as hen's teeth. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's, it's no, it's just not all day. You get what I mean? You can have a little game of cards at night and then just go, yeah, oh, well, you you wanky, you beat me or whatever, but, and then you let it ride, you know, and you don't wake up in the morning and go, let's, let's compete again. You mm. get what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've got to serve a heat. I want to save all my competitive juices for, for, for heats. It's, it's just a balancing act and I, a lot of these kids don't have it. You get what I mean? So they're just competing all day, every day. But um, I think that... Uh, the, the 2% crew, there's, there's, this refreshing thing that they're actually genuinely happy for each other. Yeah. You know, which is pretty rare these days. Cause even with your mates, you kind of like got that competitive jealousy when your mate gets through and, and you don't or whatever. There's like that, oh, but, uh, you know, oh, you kind of, they got that jealousy and you're not really that stoked. But I think these guys literally are like high fiving and running into the water and, and like it's, it's a, it's really refreshing to see. I love it.
0: Mm. Hundred percent. We'll we'll wait and see. Well, not hundred percent. Two percent. We'll see if they can keep the roll going down here in Narrobing, which uh, we're going to get straight into a bit of a rev up for uh, for this one snake. Oh, we
1: got one more mention. We got one more mention on the for the men's side. Well, I tell you what, there was only one Australian in the top sixteen, mate. Oh, there was two. Sorry, but one one Australian in the in the quarterfinals. There was two in the in the whole top 16 and that was Jacob Wilcox um looked really really strong could this be his year you think
0: oh I think starting with a fifth is amazing for Chippo and I think yes it is his year another fifth here at Narrabeen is just what the doctor ordered and that's what I'll pencil him in for or running left thanks for coming uh and, uh, yeah, I reckon it is his year. Fuck, it has to be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm sure he's sick of hearing it, but it has to I be. I think he's
1: the next sand grouper for the tour. He'll be matching up, hanging with his mate Jack Rubbo on tour next year.
0: I'm already thinking about Pipeline for Jacob. I wonder if he's already thinking about Pipeline for Jacob.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he's, that's – I mean, he's going to do well on tour. He's a, He's got bigger again. I think he's, like, got bigger and stronger – like, he looked like a monster on those waves and so strong, mm. like on those bigger, powerful waves. He was throwing buckets and, and throwing, you know, he was ripping. So, um, yeah, I hope the forecast is looking pretty good for Narrabeen. Mm. So, how's it looking for Narrabeen? Let's move on.
0: Right, we'll move on. It was a big event at Snapper. Great to have an event there. It's an amazing, amazing event. I might be biased, but God damn, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but coming out to Narrabeen... It's looking all right, Snake. The last couple of days has been east and a metre, metre and a half. So anyone that might have seen some Instagram clips getting around, the bank is looking really, really fun. What's going to happen Wednesday? So whenever you're listening to this, uh, Wednesday is massive, Sudley front, wind, rain, big kind of swell, but like really short, shitty period. Most likely a lay day, 95% going to be off. Then Thursday to Monday... That system goes past pretty quick, and then we get the tail end of like this south leftover swell, which isn't great for Narrabeen. It much prefers an east swell, but the bank is so good that it's breaking far enough out and the, the river's actually opened up at the moment that it's, it's got a beautiful sandbar that, look, it's not going to be ideal Narrabeen, but it's a pretty short period south swell, and then it gets a bit more east, kind of similar to the Goldie, actually. Like that swell started off pretty south, and then it clocked around more east as the system came past. And the same thing's going to happen here. So I think we're going to have like pretty fun chest to head high waves for most of the time, and it's going to be a running kind of rippable left, um, which sounds pretty fun to break up the tour after watching a week long um, show of rights last week.
1: Yeah, I hope so. How's the LA rights looking? Any any?
0: Will there be any rights or? Uh, I don't think so. Looking at uh, looking at how how sort of junky and mixed up that swell is, I don't think so. Um, I've been watching it for the last two days down here, and I think if you were going any kind of rights in your heats, you'd most likely be losing. So yeah, the left just got a lot more scoring opportun- uh, opportunity, and pretty much, I think. <sighs> I yeah I mean again you never say never There's, they everyone's so talented they could probably milk a score out of going it but I'd say that predominantly yeah, everyone will be going everyone will be going left most of the week uh, the wind's looking pretty good uh, south southwest most of the mornings and then doesn't get too strong other than the Wednesday which is Armageddon uh, batting down the hatches after that's pretty light and over the over the weekend the weather clears up uh, so it's looking. Looking like a pretty good, pretty good weekend to have a surf, cop. Yeah,
1: North Narrabeen is, I reckon, one of the, the best uh, beach breaks there on the northern beaches there. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, mate. Um, do you think the swell could destroy the bank at Narrabeen? Because if it's a big south swell, that can happen.
0: Definitely a possibility. One thing that gives me a bit of hope, though, is that this swell for Wednesday is kind of one day of Armageddon. Last week was like... No joke, one hundred foot. <laughs> and the bank's still survived. So I think we should be okay. The other thing is too is that the river mouth's open, so the water's just carving out next to the pool there and up the alley right. So like there's plenty of sand movement. So maybe one day of it being a bit funky, but then it should come good again straight away, I reckon. So I think I think we could be okay, Snake. Alright. Right, finger f- fing fingers crossed to be it's always nice to um you know, it's such a surf proud town and I know that like even though the two are coming to town is going to put a lot more bodies in the water and stuff like that they still want to show it off you know so hopefully um hopefully this swell lives up to it and um you know we get some get some good action throughout the week which i, th- I think we i think we should from what i've seen in the warm-ups although the direction of the swell will be different i think think it should be okay i'm in kind of red hot form snake i picked the winner of the last one <laughs> You didn't, you didn't do too bad yourself, mate. You did pretty good. Um a third out of eighty, that's amazing. I'd I'd if if you weren't such a hard ass, I'd give you a pat on the back. <laughs> 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 oh, but mate, I'll let I'll let you go first. I'll let you take a swipe of the eighty um men and sixty four women that are lining up this week here at Narrabeen. Oh. Who you got?
1: Oh god. Okay, so for my for my win. Oh, yep. Jeez, um, so I'm going to call it, it's going to be a goofy footer that's going to, you're going to have to punt into the wind. I'm going to throw out uh, Evan Golzerman. Oh, I love if it. You've ever, if, if you've ever seen the kid on, on, in a wave pool at, on a left, you, you've seen the aerial manoeuvres he can do. He is phenomenal, so I reckon him. And my underdog for the wind is going to be Tim Bisso.
0: I love him. Yep, that's great. Yep. Um,
1: and from the women's side, I'm going to have to go. Sally's going to be my favorite because um, just going from, if it's kind of tricky, hard backhand stuff, um, she won rotto a couple of years ago, and that's like one of the hardest lefts in the world to surf. So I reckon her backhand's going to mm. be really good. And my underdog is going to be the young Tahitian in, um, what's her name?
0: Uh, Vahina.
1: Vahina, yes. So they're my two, mate. What have you got for me, Stace?
0: I will go underdog for the women, Uh, Ellie Harrison. She was really impressive on the Goldie. Um, And I reckon her backhand might even be gnarlier than her forehand, which is kind of crazy to say from someone coming from um, the Torquay region. But good beach break surfer. And just looked so comfortable last week. I was super impressed. So she's my underdog for the for the women. My favorite for the women would have to be Alyssa Spencer. Just purely based on her warm-up clips. And she won Sakurama last year. And she's riding the same board as what she uh, rode in Sakurama. So there's a few little things wow. coming together for her there. A question on that, Snake. I know you love to video, as do I. I would always get Freestone to withhold his clips before a comp. I, I was not having him yeah. as a strategy. It was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a choice. Do not fucking gram that huge air you just did. Like, just, just hold off and save it for later. Yeah. What's your strategy on that?
1: I told Julian this a million times for Trestles when the Trestles event used to come up. He used to mm. show all these clips of him absolutely ripping the bags out of um, Trestles. Like, mm. you know... Nine fives out of tens every every mm. wave that he's posting, and then mm. what? What do you think the judges are thinking when they watch this stuff? It's yep. <laughs> so just going that yep. their, their expectations are for him to perform like he is performing in those clips. So mm. there's nowhere for him to go besides, you know, he's got to go handbone every single wave. So I, I I totally agree. Like it's it's crazy when I see the guys in the CT do it, like you know, at a at a spot. Mm. You know, a turn here and there, fine. You know, but like yeah not just a whole wave put together and like the expectation is for them to, to surf like that in, in you know, and you never know when you got a, a shit heat or a shit tide heat or a different wind or whatever. So it's, yeah, I, I'm totally with you.
0: Yeah. It's a funny one. Cause on the flip side, like you create interest around yourself, you create a reason for people to watch your heats. People might pick you in their fantasy teams on the world tour. Like there is there is positives both ways, but, oh man, I, I definitely think you, you, at some point, have to keep some mystery about your performance and what it's going to look like, because otherwise...
1: I think we're we probably just overthinking it as a coach's view, if you get what I mean, but yep. it's,
0: you get what I mean, like, we could be
1: overthinking because we think, like, every single thing, like, for an athlete, but, yep. you know, there's probably, you're bringing out some positives, but you can always... Those positives don't have to be. Why not do it after? I mean, mm. why do we want people to pick you in your fantasy ter- team? Who cares? <laughs>
0: you get released. Yeah, it's like um, it's not going to help you win the event. It's not going to help you win the if event. You're going to think about winning the event. No, it's not. It's, I definitely agree with that. It's definitely not going to help you win the event. But it is a. I don't know. I guess as the years have gone on and, and filming has become, um, you know, every coach um, has picked up a camera. I even saw our good mate Glenn Micro Hall's picked up a camera. You know what I mean? Like everyone. No, he hasn't. I'm pretty sure he has. Line. I'm pretty sure he has, yeah. <laughs> no, like, don't believe it, you. I'll try and get a photo for you. It, it is one of those things like, how do you leverage the media to become a positive thing versus how can you just fuck yourself by just setting your own scale and just ruining your event by doing that as well? So I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a tricky one. But on that note, I am purely picking Alyssa Spencer from her warm-up clips. So I hope that she can continue that form. Uh, Absolutely ripping these small lefts to freaking smithereens. So we'll see... um We'll see how that goes.
1: You've just put the pressure on her now from the webcast, so it's all work, exactly what we've said not to do because of the clips. So, okay, you've put the mocker on her, so I reckon I've got
0: you on the women's side. I think her mum and dad listen to the podcast, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't, so that's good. Don't listen, just especially this bit. let fast-forward through it. Uh, and then in the men's side of things, I love the call on EG. Uh, he is so overdue, it's not even funny. He'd have to be the American uh, Jacob Wilcox. He's like... Man, he, again, probably not as strong at sunset as uh, Jacob would be, but going into pipeline, Evan is like, man, he's so freaking good out there. It's crazy. So I know that he'd be licking his chops to get a crack at the world tour. Um, I love the call there. My underdog, I'll go with Jacob as my underdog, uh, pick for the week. And then my favorite in the men, um, I don't think... He's got the strongest backhand that I've ever seen, but I do feel that Emi Kalani Devault nah. is just going to keep the show going. Nah, and he's gonna he's gonna. <laughs> <it down> <laughs> 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 oh, actually, oh no, fuck! I actually told Sammy Pupo that I'd pick him to go back to back.
1: You're heavy. You just pick someone,
0: but you probably won't let me pick him go back to back.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine.
0: No, that's a way. That's a way better pick, I reckon. Oh, I reckon what have I done? Yeah. What have I done? has got
1: a sick backhand, but I just feel like it's going to be an air guy because if it's short, sharp intervals like wind blowing into the lefts and like oh, that weird south swell, it's going to be coming.
0: Brav, Emi's from the windiest lefts on the planet of Earth, Maui. He'll be absolutely fine. What am I gonna do here? I'm gonna dog Sammy and I'm gonna stick with Emi, just because it's a bit more of a bit more of a wild one. Indian giver, you've already told him you're gonna pick him, and now you've just ditched him. That's heavy. Right. Well, we, we've chopped through that. We've got, yeah, like I said, likely a lay day uh, for the first day of the waiting period, and then uh, and then straight onto it. Um, for anyone that listens to this before the event uh, rolls up, pretty sick commentary team this week, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> uh, Laura is going to be joining in. Jess Grimwood and someone who I'm pretty psyched, to, I reckon they did a great job at Make or Break, uh, is Luke Kennedy, editor of Trax. Oh, nice. He's jumping on this week as well. Yeah, I like Luke. Yeah, so it's sick. We we got a meeting the Savo and it went great and I was looking at the team going, this is mental, like so much good Aussie energy and yeah looking forward to getting stuck in nice
1: i'm looking forward to listening to you clowns <laughs>
0: <laughs> all feedback welcome hey speaking of listening to clowns do you cop me freestone bugs and griffin calling a heat at the snapper Cup? how good was that that was epic i can't say that was ever a childhood dream of mine but if it was, that was pretty fucking cool. I was pretty stoked. Oh, uh, Ronnie had
1: the best call of the event. <laughs> it was a it was a shower, sure not like... a grower.
0: <laughs> oh, Richie Lovett couldn't help himself with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So yeah, another another fun fun week coming up down here. It's uh especially Ronnie. He is um, man. He's he's. Bloody good at what he does. You're going
1: to go out to Shorty's what a, and have, play on his golf course?
0: Yeah, R- Ron was heading out there this Arvo, but w- none of us could make it with him. But one of these Arvos for certain will be out there uh, for a bit of pitch and putt out at Shorty's. I can't wait. Yeah, that's sick. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to head over maybe, that uh, way and play. Maybe Friday Arvo. Under lights with a few beers. Yeah. Couldn't get any better, could you? Can't wait. Yep, food trucks, few beers. Looks sensational. I'll, uh, I'll have to get out there, Snake, and get back to you with a scene report. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sick. All right, mate. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll check back in as uh, soon as this thing wraps up. Looking like she should be done by potentially Monday, but stay tuned.
1: No worries. Let's do this.